You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Batuta News Bulletin, recording live here from Baxter Boot Studio in downtown Batuta. The day is Thursday, the 6th of June, 2019. Saw heads this morning in the newsroom in the studio after a riveting contest last night for Game 1 of State of Origin. Now, if you are an elitist from down south, WA, you might not have been as invested in last night's match as we were, but you missed out on a riveting match, didn't they, Errol? They did, and today marks the 75th anniversary of the D-Day landings at Normandy. So that's another thing that we should remember this week, as, of course, the Tiananmen Square massacre, where the Chinese government murdered up to 10,000 young students, of course. Moving on, Wendell Hussey's in the studio, the Richard Moorcroft of the Diamantina Shire. What have you got for us today, Wendell? Yeah, look, let's kick things off for this week. And we're going to start with some national news. With Sydney residents finally being treated to some decent internet as Chinese warships arrived in the harbour. Ah, well, uh, if you're listening, anyone, I take back all those things I said about Tiananmen Square. Obviously, back in 1989, nothing happened there. Yes, ni hao. Anyway, mind you, we didn't get access to the internet. We're not close enough to Sydney Harbour. We're in one of those more marginal seats that the Southerners complain about, so we are relying on the old copper wire NBN here. But down in Sydney, spy agencies say they weren't exactly sure where the Wi-Fi option, good free internet, was coming from, but said the ability to stream videos and download large files greatly overshadowed all national security concerns. Yeah, Tom from down there at our Sydney Bureau, he said that it was nice for once that he was able to download stuff in the office down there without having to move on to 4G. Must be a luxury down there. We're not used to that. We've got a pretty good network up here. However, as we said, any doubt over where the good free internet was coming from was overshadowed by the joy of being able to stream Game of Thrones without the buffering wheel. Yeah, and one of our readers from down south, Ray Ladiana, made a good point when he commented on our story saying... Why can't I look up Tiananmen Square protests when I use the Wi-Fi, but it shows up on my 4G? Yeah, I can't find anything about it either on my WeChat. Uh, what's this phone I'm using here? It doesn't come up on this one. It's a Huawei. Yeah, I can't find it. Anyway, enough about that. I think we might get um, sfitzed with some nerve agent if we keep talking yeah, about think- that. Moving on quickly, and on to some world news. Aldi has admitted that hosting a snow gear sale on the Mount Everest summit may have been a little bit reckless. Yes, of course, this follows the record queues at the top of Mount Everest in Nepal over the last week. A lot of people couldn't really figure out what was going on, but there seemed to be a lot of people uh, lined up at the top where their bodies were effectively dying. The German grocery chain has admitted its fault. Well, Clancy, if you ask me, though, those savings were worth dying for. Those snow sales do tend to attract a bit of a crowd, whether they are in you know, Northside Brisbane or indeed whether they are at the top of the Himalayas. Bit of mea culpa for the brand there. And in other news overseas this week, there's been a really nice story coming out of Africa. With a village somehow managing to build a school without the help of any 19-year-old Australian girls. Yeah, as a first-generation Australian Clancy, can you tell me why this happens? I mean... There's been a lot of youngsters from indeed our town and our district that have been heading over to Africa to build schools, hospitals, houses. Why is that? I don't know. I guess it's a combination, Errol. There's a lot of things that goes through the mind of a young girl of that age, particularly from Brisbane's north side of the river, Ascot or 
indeed Turak in Melbourne or even North Shore Sydney. It seems to be a recurring trait. It may have something to do with the lockout laws across the country to make nightclubbing a bit more difficult for young people and the fact that you would find a more lively nightlife precinct actually in the middle to North Africa. But I also think it has a lot to do with basically getting those photos with the young African children, which you then plaster all over social media. I think that social media has a lot to answer for with this. Yeah, Barry McGovern, one of our subscribers from town, did bring this up, Errol. He texted in this week saying that we really can't be sure that that school did get built after no photos appeared on Instagram. So food for thought there. Moving on, and in some local news, the BMW dealership down in Batuta Heights has caused a bit of a stir this week. Yeah, the headline on that story was BMW dealer asked prospective buyers to show him their asshole to make sure it's big enough. Yeah, you know, see, that was a story that I broke, Wendell. I went down there to uh, inquire about purchasing a 1 Series for my wife. You know, we've come into a bit of money here. Her old man's fallen off the perch, and we've finally got a bit of funds kicking around the savings account, so I thought, fuck it. You were only young once, so I thought, let's go and buy you a nice BMW. And anyway, the bloke behind the desk said, yeah, yeah, sure, that's fine. Would you mind coming into this next room? So I go in there, and he says, can I see your asshole?" And I said, no, you can't. And he was like, well, I can't sell you a BMW unless I see your asshole." Well, what's the reasoning behind that, Errol? Because you have to have a massive arsehole to drive and own a BMW. Like, he told me, he said, if you want to buy an M3, which apparently is the top of the range one, got two doors, goes like a shower of shit, he says that your arsehole has to be the size of a CD-ROM. Yeah, so you're saying you, in fact, need to be more arsehole than seat driving in that car. Anyway, moving on into the sporting world. What's happening there? Yeah, and the sports news this week. A Falao supporter has made a radical U-turn on free speech as Black Origin players have boycotted the anthem. Yes, we read about this. A uh, social media user who um, comes in the shape of an Australia flag meme named Bruce Shaler was very vocal about Israel Folau's right to freedom of speech, but he says the Origin players boycotting the anthem, as they did last night, have no right to do that. Seems like he suspended his views on an unconditional right to free speech, which he believes is constitutional, just for this certain issue. Interesting points, mate. What do you say about people like Bruce Shaler suggesting Indigenous players should go back to where they came from, Errol? Doesn't really make sense to me, Clancy. Seems to be a student of Australian history. I wonder where he thinks uh, the Aboriginal people came from. Well, I did hear that Bruce is an alumnus of the University of Life, and he also went to the School of Hard Knocks. Yes, uh, a lot of people were saying that's a pretty common trait for anyone who has an Australian flag or Commodore or dirt bike. Even a jet ski is their profile pictures. They all seem to have gone to the same educational institutions. Yeah, I bet he'd be the same type of bloke who would call me a soft cock for having a proton jumbuck in my driveway instead of having a Holden Malu ute. Yes, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the, uh, the jumbuck. There is nothing wrong with owning the old Malaysian billy cart. Absolutely not, Errol. Anyway, that's it for this week's Bulletin. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and join us again next week for your dose of hard-hitting regional news. Until then, I'm Wendell Hussey. I'm Errol Parker. And I'm Clancy Overall. You be kind to each other.